Good evening, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and this evening we're going to be talking about what's new in assistive technology for people who are blind and partially sighted. Our guest this evening is Dr. Brett Nagatani, and Dr. Brett Nagatani is the Director of Assistive Technology from the Center for the Partially Sighted in California, and he has lectured extensively on this topic of assistive technology. So, Dr. Nagatani, thank you very much for your time this evening. Thank you very much for having me, Dr. Bill, and uh, for everyone to tune in today. Yes. Now, I know that this year the CSUN conference was again located in San Diego, California, and there's always so much new that they promised to release, but how was it, in fact, this year? Were there a lot of things that were released for people with low vision? You know, just like every year, uh, I think it's a great opportunity because uh, users can go out, um, all pretty much the major companies go out there and they debut all their new products. Uh, as a whole, you know, they, they did uh, make some very nice introductions to things, but um, you know, uh, some of the new things that came out, I, I felt like, uh, are, are kind of repeats of other things that are out there. Not that that's bad. I, I think there are some good things to that, too. Yeah, well, one of the things that I know that is one of the most popular types of devices for people with macular degeneration and diabetic retinopathy are these portable video magnifiers. I mean, everybody is using these now. And I know that there have been some new introductions to the portable video magnifiers. Yes, there are a lot of, uh, like you said, a, a lot of new portable CCTVs. And, uh, you know, around the time when I first started at the center, they just kind of started introducing the truly handheld portable CCTVs. And these were wildly popular because it kind of gave you the feel of a regular illuminated magnifier. But now you get the uh, the benefits of a electronic video magnifier. So for the first time, you can thing that's holdable in your pocket. You can enhance the contrast of it. You can get variable levels of magnification, as well as uh, wider fields of view. Um, since that time, you know, there's really been an, a whole expansion of, of various different types of CCTVs out there. And some of the uh, the newer ones that have come out that are exciting. Um, so some of the, the major changes that we're seeing to the portable CCTVs are you're seeing such a variety of different types. There are CC, portable CCTVs with various screen sizes. So now you have ones as small as an inch and a half to ones that are as large as seven inches in diameter from edge to edge. So for the first time, I mean, the, the users have a wide variety, and um, different models and different types have different features, too. So... Um, when someone's actually going out there to purchase a CCTV, probably the best way to do it is try to find a center that has different varieties, different companies, and there's no really substitute in trying it out yourself. Um, one of the major changes that we've been seeing within the past year is the introduction of HD. And at first, you know, when people think HD, they say, well, you know what, isn't that an oxymoron? Because if you have low vision, why do you need HD? But in reality, you know, we, we are finding that the HD has very good benefits for, for certain times. Um, now, times when the HD can be very important to patients, number one, 
are patients that don't need a lot of magnification. So these can be patients with conditions maybe like ocular albinism or aniridia where they're very sensitive to the light and maybe it's not an issue as much of the magnification as it is with the contrast. So some of these patients, they might say, you know what, I only need to magnify it about two times, but when I change it to that black background and white letters, it's just so much more comfortable for my eyes. Um, with traditional magnification, one of, some of the, the limitations of it is that on the lower end of magnification, you start getting a little bit of pixelation. So you don't get as sharp an, sharp as an image and the view of use not as good. With the introduction of HD, it's really nice because now you can get a wider field of view and actually get a much crisper image. Yeah, I know uh, that. Uh, you know, Dr. Nagatani, with a lot of my patients who have retinitis pigmentosa, and they really don't need a lot of magnification, but with a new HD, they say they could keep it at the lowest level of magnification, but the contrast of the screen is so much better that they can read. Now, what about the um, Enhanced Vision Pebble HD? I know that's one that was released this year. Yes, uh, Enhanced Vision Pebble HD, it's a uh, kind of their second generation. So previously they had two models of the, uh, of the Pebble. Um, they had one uh, with a 3.5-inch monitor and a secondary one with a 4.3-inch monitor. Their new version is uh, they, they have it released in a 4.3-inch monitor and they have an HD camera. Some of the major improvements are um, the handle, it's a little bit, has a better grip to it. There's also um, a little bit more variety in terms of the magnification levels. The prior version, they only had kind of three set levels of magnification. With their newer HD model, you can actually hold down the plus button, and it'll go from anywhere from one and a quarter times magnification to 13 and a half times magnification. So... Just like the previous model, they also still have that step-wise magnification, but if you hold the button down, it'll smooth zoom you in. So you have a little bit more customization, how much you can zoom. Oh, that's, um, that's also, great. That, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Also, uh, in addition to being a little bit clearer and sharper, they have another additional button on the bottom. Kind of gimmicky, but at the same time, some patients do find it useful where you can push the button and it'll announce the time and the date for you. And another uh, nice feature they built into it is the ability to actually snap a still shot photo. It'll store it in the internal memory. I believe you can store about 80 pictures in it, and you can transfer these pictures to a uh, computer if you want. Wow. You know, you know, Dr. Nagatani, let's say that a person was working, and you know, a lot of people give you business cards and you hate carrying them. If you were to take a picture of those with that pebble, can you magnify it as you retrieve it at a later time? I believe you can. I'd, I'd have to double-check that, but I, I think after you snap the picture of it, I believe you can manipulate the image and change the contrast and magnify it. I, I have to double-check, but I, I believe with that one you can. And I know that uh, the representative from... Enhanced Vision stated that uh, they were really happy that they were able to keep the price. The high definition with a 4.3-inch screen is $545. So it's, the competition's really good. Yes, I agree. Like we were talking about a little bit earlier, the uh, addition of so many different models from a uh, user standpoint, it's very nice because 
we're almost for the first time seeing the prices kind of come down due to the competition. Now, Dr. Nagatani, you know, Freedom Scientific, I know that with their popular portable, the Ruby, now they have three models, and I get kind of confused as to, you know, why do we need three different models when they're pretty much the same size, aren't they? Uh, yeah, so the the Freedom Scientific brand, they, they do have three portable models, and the three models that you're referring to, they have one that's called the Ruby. That, that one's been around for a few years now. Very popular, 4.3-inch screen, nice wide foldable handle, and you know what, they, uh, they, a lot of patients just, just love it. Um, they, they do have one that's almost essentially the exact same as the Ruby, but it has an HD camera, and they call that one the Ruby HD, and it adds another $100 to it. So some of the, the major advantages to the Ruby HD is it's the same size screen, but it has a higher con, uh, a higher definition camera. And for the zooming modes, you can actually kind of get a, a smoother zooming, so there's more customizations in terms of the level of magnification. So that, that's the major difference between the Ruby versus the HD model. And then on top of that, they added another model, which they call their Ruby XL HD. And the Ruby XL HD, that one is a little bit more expensive. That one's $895. Um, the first thing you get is you get a little larger monitor, uh, larger screen size. So rather than the 4.3-inch screen, they're upping it by, uh, by a little bit to a 5-inch screen. Um, what a lot of patients like about the, the XL HD model, though, is when you're using it flat down on your document, it actually has the ability to flip the screen up. So it's kind of at a, a tilt, a nice little ergonomic angle. So as opposed to the Ruby and the regular Ruby HD, where it's lying flat down and you kind of have to hunch over to look at it, with this HD, the XL HD, you can flip the screen up. It kind of provides a little more natural reading experience. Um, the other advantage of it is in addition to having that flip-up monitor, when you close it, you can also pull a handle out. So it gives you kind of that dual compatibility of using it either flat down or pulling that handle out, and it produces a very nice image. Now, does that XL HD, the one with the tiltable screen and also the handle, does that have the ability to take the images and store them on board? It, it does, it does, yeah. So all three models... Uh, help that ability. I believe the Ruby still has a more limited amount of uh, storage capacity. I think the original Ruby, you can store maybe something like 15 images on it. Um, the HD model, I think that one allows you to store more. So I think you can get, um, I believe that one might be up to like 80. And then the same thing with the XLHC, you have more storage capacity too. Okay. And uh, do you know, uh, I, I believe that, that, what are the prices of those? Are they about the same as the Pebble HD? Yeah, I think the, Rube, the original Ruby, I believe, is five ninety five. dollars uh, The Ruby HD has another $100 to it, so it's six ninety five. And the Ruby XL HD, I believe, is eight ninety five. Okay. So, wow, they, they do get kind of pricey, too, you know, eight ninety five, but but... Uh, you know, if, if you need those other features, it could be really helpful because I know people who use their portables and they read for a long period of time at school or at work. I think that tiltable screen could be really, really helpful. Now, Dr. Nagatani, what about Optilec? I know that you were telling me that they now have some that have a touch screen on the portables. 
Yes, so Optelec, one of the ones that they uh, debuted this year was uh, what they call their portable HD with the touchscreen. So um, this is one that has a 5-inch monitor. Uh, the cost of it is $9.95. And when you lie it flat down, kind of similar to that Ruby XLHD, it, it has a, a tiltable screen, so it kind of is at a natural ergonomic reading uh, angle. Um, as, as opposed to some of the other ones, there's no buttons on it, though, so it, it, it's very it's very sleek looking. Now, in order to zoom in or to zoom out with this one, rather than pressing any buttons, what you're doing is you're sliding your finger along the right or the left side of the unit, and as you slide up or down on the, the actual screen, it's zooming in or out. Um, if you want to change the contrast mode, you actually put your finger on the middle of the screen and you swipe down from the top to the bottom, and that will flip through the different contrast modes. Um, so it, it's a new technology. Um, is it for everybody? I, I would say probably not. Um, if you have an older patient with arthritis and, you know what, their hands are kind of shaky or, um, you know what, they, they just don't really respond well to that, it might not be for them. But for some patients, if they're liking, you know, kind of the sleekness of it, if they're used to kind of the touch screen of some of the, uh, the iPads and their, their touch phones, it can be a, a kind of a neat option. Um, you know, Dr. Nagatani, I, I had mm -hmm. a patient, too, that I was showing all the different portables to, all the, you know, the HD models and things. But I've had two people who just, you know, they just said with such emphasis that they felt it was so much easier for them to read on that Optelec. They just said it was so much sharper, so much clearer. And, you know, for each person, you never know what is it going to be that uh, really affects their vision the most. But he just said, boy, that, that Optelec touch was just so much easier for him to read. Yeah, and I agree, too. I mean, there, there's certain patients that will swear by a certain product. And to me, when sometimes when I look at the clarity of the image and the boldness and the brightness, and when I'm moving the image around, for me, I, I can't detect any bleeding. It, the image might look the same, but for certain patients, they say, you know what, just when I look at this screen, it just looks so much sharper to me. So that, that's why, you know, I think it's really important to go out there and have the patients try it out themselves and bring in their own type of things they're trying to look at, whether it be a bill or a piece of mail or, um, you know, a, a business card, because even though I, I might like one that it might not be visually the most appropriate for that patient. Um, and then what I feel like our job is to do is to just point out all the little nuances of the different um instruments and say, well, with this one, you know, you will get a three-hour battery life. This one has a five-hour battery life. This one, you know, uh, it can freeze 80 images. This one, you can't store any images. So at least they know kind of what they're getting into. Yes, and I've also had other people, even though, for like, for example, this one gentleman who just loved that Optelec 5-inch with a touchscreen, mm -hmm. he loved uh -huh. it. But his complaint was he thought it was heavier than the others, so he didn't want it because it was a little bit felt heavier in his pocket. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, there's always so many different factors to deal with. Now, there are. 
I know that you also had mentioned to me you were very, very impressed, and at the at the Center for the Parsi Society, you stated that the most popular type of video magnifier at this point in time are the video magnifiers that focus far and near. And uh, when uh, you told me that you were very impressed with a new one that was from the company HIMS, and it was called the eBot or something of that nature? Yes. So uh, at the CSUN conference, one of the things that I thought was one of the most innovative that um, they debuted was from a company called Hims, and they actually put out a line of different products out, but they're all under the same name. It's called the eBot. Um, and the premise of the eBot, it's essentially a camera that can be hooked up to either a iPad or an Android tablet or a PC or a Mac or a video monitor. And the premise is, is that with this camera, you can kind of get the best of all worlds. You can look at things for up close, you can point the camera towards something at a distance, you can, with their uh, advanced model, you can actually take a picture of a document and it will do the optical character recognition where it'll process all the words and it'll read it out loud to you. Um, you can also point the camera towards yourself and you can uh, use it for grooming and plucking your eyebrows, putting on makeup, that type of thing. But what, what's really impressive is the, the ability for that to be connected to, like, a tablet or an iPad. I, I thought that was really neat. And I think um, it's going to really help out students because, you know, even though they have a, a variety of different cameras out there, um, at, at a lot of the colleges, they might not have a lot of desk space. So this is something along the lines that we've been really wanting is, getting a true portable device that connects to something small and sleek and is easy to carry around. You know, this this might be one of the first types of video magnifiers that has the ability to not only magnify what you see on the dry erase board or a PowerPoint, or you could look at it and focus on a book. It could do optical character recognition, scan and read it for you, but you could basically plug it into any type of a monitor then it seems like. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, from the, uh, and then the model that they had over there, they had a prototype, so I didn't get to firsthand listen to their, uh, the optical character recognition mode, but yeah, from everything they said, they said, you know what, it's, it's pretty much compatible with a tablet, a computer, or a monitor, which is, which is pretty neat. And that's great, you know, as, as you know, here in Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Unified School District, they have purchased iPads for, you know, so many of the students. And uh, we just see that the iPad is something that so many people, uh, students in particular with low vision, are using it. So that is just really wonderful. Now, the camera of the i, excuse me, the eBot, the eBot. Now, what does this look like? I'm having a hard time. I know that I could connect it to anything, but... Is this a big, bulky camera that is similar to a desktop CCTV, or is it, um, can you describe what is the size and what does it look like? Sure. Um, the physical dimension, so, you know, there, there's actually, I mentioned there's, there's several different models. So they have their standard model, which they call the eBot. They have, uh, and the, the standard eBot is just kind of the, up close as well as the distance camera, so there's no optical character recognition for that. Their 
next lineup is called the eBot Advanced, and this one, um, I believe, the added features is that you uh, can have the words that are displayed on your your screen read out loud to you, kind of similar to um, what the DaVinci does, but it, it won't read the whole page. Um, and they also include SD slots so you can save documents. And then their uh, their big model, the eBot Pro, that's kind of the one with all the bells and whistles. That model actually has a capability of scanning a whole eight and a half by eleven page and uh, being able to save the documents onto like a SD card. Um, and then as you start getting to some of the more advanced models, the I believe the size of the unit starts increasing and the the weight starts increasing. So I think it goes from like five pounds to seven pounds in the advanced model. Now the, the actual dimensions of it, it's uh, from the prototype model that they displayed, it was a foldable camera. Um, the camera sits above the document. There's a little plastic housing above it. And essentially, you place your book or your magazine underneath the camera, and it has its own wireless signal. So the wireless signal connects to the iPad, for example, so there's no wire sticking out of it or anything. And um, the image underneath the camera is going to get transmitted to your iPad and use that as a monitor. Wow, that, that is great. So it, it, it obviously then it must have its own battery source then because is it or is it taking the power from your tablet or your iPad or? Uh, no, it does have its own battery and I believe they told me it's a four-hour charge and it's kind of like an internal rechargeable battery or I think you can plug it into an outlet if you're near one. Wow, that would be nice. Now, now, uh, Dr. Nakatani, would somebody be able to fit, let's say they did purchase the the most advanced e-bot, mm-hmm. is that something that a student could fit in a backpack? I know seven pounds isn't too heavy. It's like a laptop computer, but is the camera itself, you know, just so big, or is it a camera that's about the, you know, uh, a size of a cube of butter? Um, You know, it... Probably the, the physical size and weight of the camera, it, it, it's probably equivalent to like a thick, when it's all folded up, probably equivalent to like a thick encyclopedia. Okay. So it, it could definitely fit It could definitely fit into a backpack. Now, what I probably would think is, you know, with the, the introduction of this, just like with all the other technology, they're probably going to, we're probably going to start seeing, you know, smaller and more compact models. But for the first one of its kind that can connect to like an iPad, for example, you know, I think this is a very exciting product out there. Great, great. And now, Hims, did they did they announce when they're actually going to have this for sale? These were prototype versions that you saw then, is that right? Yes, I think the the basic version, the eBot, um, I believe they said end of April or May, sometime around there. Oh, April, I think. Yeah. And then their advanced and their um, pro model, I believe those were coming out a little bit later. Um, I want to say June is what they quoted me. Um, I think there is still some uh, contemplation in terms of they're discussing what kind of case they want to put it in and those kind of things. Okay. And did they actually release uh, an estimated price? Is this something that is... uh 
under $5,000, or is this something that's going way higher because of its, you know, versatility? So the the prices that I got from the vendor, they said the eBot was supposed to be $26.95. The advanced model that includes the optical characterization, um, optical character recognition goes for $30.95. And their pro model with kind of all the bells and whistles and the whole 8.5 by 11 capture, that one was supposed to go for $38.95. Okay. So, uh, yes, under $5,000. You know, and so in many ways, this in in many ways it reminds me of something else that that was released I think at the end of last year, and that was the LVI Magnalink Student New Generation, which is a video magnifier that focuses far and near. And correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but I believe that also does work with both a, a PC and a Mac. Is that right? Correct. So the uh, the LVI Magnolink Student Pro, this is a, a camera that um, could connect to a desktop or laptop, and you're absolutely right. It, it was neat because you can plug it into a USB, and it'll work with both uh, the PC and the Macintosh. And what's nice is you don't have to specify which which computer you have. It'll work with either. Oh, and I, I remember the first time that it was being demonstrated, Everybody, well, uh, everybody in the audience, you probably know that I'm totally blind, um, but everybody kept ooing and eyeing, saying that it was so clear, the image that this camera had produced. And uh, uh, is, is that really something that's unique to the LVI products? Do you know, are they using a, a, a special type of camera, or uh, is it a special monitor? But I just remember everybody was ooing and eyeing at how clear it was. Yeah, you know, I know this one, they, uh, the one that they had was the HD camera. So that one, I mean, it produced a nice, beautiful, clear image. Um, very, very crisp. You can zoom it in from, I believe it was like one and a half to 56 times. Um, and yeah, very, very clear, sharp image. Um, now, there are a few things about it. So with the PC version, you know, they do, when you buy it, it does come with the optical character recognition when you have the uh, student professional mode. Um, but for the Macintosh, for right now anyways, they, they have it where you can get the live camera for up close and far, but they're still working on the, the optical character recognition or the ability to have it take a picture and read it. So um, if you do buy it for a Macintosh computer, you can use it for distance and near, but it's not reading to you yet. That's something that the uh, vendor said they're trying to get within the next year. Now, is is this one, uh, the LBI Magdalene Student New Generation, is this the one that also is able to record video? So if you're a student in the classroom and you wanted to videotape a demonstration or uh, equation that the chemistry teacher was solving, it, it is, yes. So that that was one of the uh, features that make this one very nice for some of the students, too, is that it will record videos. Um, you can choose the, um, the clarity of the video in the highest uh, resolution. I mean, it's just a, a beautiful HD camera image. Um, so you, you can record lectures for, uh, for students in classrooms. 
Wow, that's great. So uh, is is that one of the only video magnifiers that does record video? I believe so at this point. I know that the, uh, I think that they said the, the HIMSS product that eBot Pro is supposed to be able to record video too. Oh, really? That one comes out. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, boy, that's pretty nice because the competition is heating up then between HIMSS and LVI and you know, in many ways, it, it really is going to make uh, Freedom Scientific and Optelect and Enhanced Vision. These other companies are going to have to try to compete and uh, come up with something similar because I don't believe that any of those companies have something that could do these things. Yeah, I mean, all the big companies, they, they do have kind of similar products, but it might be deficient in one area. So, for example, like Enhanced Vision, they have their transformer, which can connect to a monitor or a computer screen, but it's not compatible with Apple and it doesn't have the OCR yet. And same thing with a lot of the other companies. They have similar products, but not really anything that can kind of do a little bit of everything like these, these newer products can. So I agree. I think uh, it's kind of fun because as companies come out with new products, um, all the other companies kind of catch up. They look at the pre-existing product and they make improvements on it and then the prices start coming down and it's really a, a fun and exciting time. You know, it really seems like this year also, a lot of what's been released really involves optical character recognition, which could take a picture of the text and read it out loud. I mean, we're seeing it now in almost all the video magnifiers where in addition to magnifying, it will read it for you if your eyes are tired and things. And uh, I know that one of the others uh, latest models was a humanware prodigy you were telling me about. And I mean, this is really an innovative device because for the first time, a person can purchase a video magnifier, a desktop, with a 20 inch monitor for under $2,000, and it could also read for you. Uh, can you tell everybody about the prodigy and the prodigy dual from humanware? Sure. So, um, like Dr. Bill alluded to, you know, the big thing is uh, introducing optical character recognition into CCTVs. And uh, Humanware, they they have a product that was introduced this year called the uh, the, the Prodigy and the Prodigy Dual. So, uh, I'm going to talk about the Prodigy Dual first because it's kind of a, a really neat, new, innovative product. Um, the what Humanware tried to do is they tried to almost reinvent how a user uses a CCTV. And the main thing that you're going to notice when you see this Prodigy Duo is that there's no moving tray on it. So they call that tray the XY table. So there's no moving XY table compared to all the other devices or CCTVs out there. So the premise is, is that you put your book or your document underneath the, where the tray is. As soon as the camera stops detecting any movement, it's going to boom, boom, take a picture of it. After it takes a picture of it, um, what you can do is on the bottom, there's there's not a lot of buttons and no knobs similar uh, to the other CCTVs. Instead of that, you have kind of like a little flat touchpad that you very similar to you, what you would see on a laptop. So on the touchpad, what you can do is you can zoom in or zoom out using pinch gestures similar to you, how you would have with an iPad or an iPhone. So you can simply put your fingers on that touchpad and spread them apart to zoom in or pinch them together to, to, to zoom out. 
Um, so it, it's a it's a new innovative way of using the CCTV. When you want to scan around, you can also move your finger around on that touchpad, and as you move your finger around, the image will move around on the monitor. Um, so that's that's the first way you can use it. Um, the other thing that's really neat, though, is that they kind of expanded on a, a previous generation they had called the MyReader 2. Um, so essentially what you can do now is rather than pushing that touchpad, you can push a little button to the left of it. When you push that button to the left, what happens is it activates the optical character recognition where the camera takes all the text that was on the screen, it'll interpret it, and then it'll display it on the monitor and read it out loud to you. As a user, you have the option of uh, changing how that text is displayed. So one modality you can do it is kind of like a teleprompter mode where you can align it on one continuous paragraph and you can scroll, have it scroll down at an automatic rate and it'll read it and track it as, as it's reading. A second mode you can do is what's called a, a row mode where it can essentially take a whole, all that text and it'll present it as one long continuous sentence, kind of like the stock ticker. And same idea, it'll just present in front and it'll just read it. Of course, you can change the size and the contrast of the text. And then the third mode you can do is you can go do a word mode where it'll just put each individual word one by one. Um, some of the, these, these modes are very helpful because uh, sometimes you work with patients and they're moving the, the table on the XY like the traditional CCTV and they feel kind of seasick. And with this new way of using the CCTV, having the words displayed in front of you, you know, it, it kind of reduces on that. Um, other conditions or other situations that we found very helpful are maybe patients with tracking disorders or patients with a blind spot or patients with tunnel vision and they're having a hard time following the letters. Um, if you put it in that continuous role mode and have the sentence just displayed at a continuous rate in front of them and read out to them. It, there's a lot of uh, uh, therapy training techniques you can do with that, too. Now, um, with the that, other thing that... Yeah, with that, is, is that um, that mode, you know, where you could just have a single line moving across, that is really so helpful for so many people with retinitis pigmentosa or Leber's. Because they don't have to move their eyes and try to keep their place, huh? They can just keep their eyes right there and the letters move right into it. Exactly. So, yeah, just like Dr. Bill was saying, a lot of patients, if they have severe tunnel vision or if they have a big blind spot, they might have trouble moving their eyes around. With that role mode, you could just simply look at one position of the screen and all the words will kind of go within that little circular area of the vision that they have. So very, very helpful. Uh, one last thing about this uh, Prodigy Duo that I, I haven't talked about yet is that in behind the monitor, there's actually a little, um, it, it looks like a, a large cell phone, and essentially it's kind of the brain of the unit. And what you can do is you can actually take that docking station, you can take it out, and basically this little brain of the unit, it'll act as a portable CCTV. So it comes with a little stand. Place it on a little bit. Place it on the little stand, and essentially you get a touchscreen portable CCTV. So for that three thousand dollars, I mean, you get the optical character recognition, you get the CCTV as well as a portable CCTV all in one unit. So it's a pretty good bang for your buck. 
Yes, and I know that a lot of people have stated, you know, they, they love the fact that with the portable unit, they could take it to a restaurant and it will read the menu out loud for them, or they could be in a, a grocery store and they could magnify things on there. So uh, it, it essentially is, is it actually a tablet computer, that little brain? You know, I believe so. I think it, I forgot the system it runs, but it, it does run. Um, yeah, it might I be Android, I, you know. Yeah, I think it is an Android system, yeah. And then the size of it is kind of similar to, like, the Samsung S4, that kind of size. I believe it's like a 5-inch screen. Wow. Now, they also then have a version that does not have that little uh, portable tablet computer, and that was the one that I was referring to that is just strictly a desktop model with a 20-inch screen for $1,995 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Prodigy Desktop. So the Prodigy Desktop, um, it's, it's kind of that similar setup that I talked about, minus that portable one in the back that you can take out. But, I mean, for all those features at a price that's less than $2,000, I mean, it's, it's very amazing. Um, now, having said all of that, is it for everybody? Uh, no, I don't think it's just necessarily going to be a good piece of technology for your traditional 90-year-old wet macular degeneration patient. But, you know, we have found a lot of patients, especially rehab patients, where maybe they're a little bit more tech-savvy and they're looking for something sleek and something where they can get a maybe a portable and a desktop with uh, kind of the cost-conscious. It, it can be a very nice affordable, affordable option. And I think that for people who use the smartphones, if they're using an iPhone and they're used to swiping and, you know, one finger, two finger and those things, uh, if they're using an Android phone and swiping and tapping, I think that they could do very well with the Prodigy. But if it's yeah, somebody yeah. who, you know, is uh, like my mom, you should see her cell phone. It's as big as your home phone. <laughs> <laughs> They, they may need something that's a little bit different. Uh, you know, can you tell us real quickly, I know that you were one of the first people to be able to see AI Squared, the makers of ZoomTech software. They came out with a new device that is able to scan a page and read it. Uh, and it. And I think that the advantage of it is it was about half the price of some of these other OCR programs such as Kurzweil and OpenBook. I think Kurzweil and OpenBook, they used to be right around $995. And the one from AI Square, I think that they were going to be selling this at approximately $500. Can you talk a little bit about that device? Uh, sure. I think you're referring to uh, AI Squared came out with a external camera called the uh, Zoom Tick. Zoom text image reader, and it was a uh, camera that that actually runs in conjunction with their Zoom text software. So um, on their latest version, Zoom text, Zoom text 10, on the actual uh, interface on the very right hand side, there's a little tab that allows you to interface it with the image reader. So the premise is is that you plug the image reader into your computer. There's a uh, there's kind of a, a flat little mat on there, and above it, the camera sits on top. 
what you do is you lay your document down um, with the horizontal edge um, more parallel to the camera, and the camera will snap a picture of it. It takes about maybe about 20 to 25 seconds to capture it um, and recognize it, but after it does that, it'll display the words on the screen, and it'll actually read it out loud in a very natural sounding voice. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, the, the price point is, ah, uh, gosh, I can't remember the exact price off my head, but it, it is, I remember it being more affordable than, you know, some of the alternatives. So um, for those patients who, you know, they have a little bit more patience, they're very entrenched in Zoom text, and they're looking for a nice camera that can adjunct to it without having to worry about any software incompatibility, it, it can be a good option. And I, I remember there are two versions of the camera. They have their regular version, which they call the A4, and that'll work with um, traditional 8.5 by 11 documents. And I think they had one called the A3 that'll work with legal size documents. Yeah, and, and that is something that, you know, it really could save people quite a bit of money. You know, I think it was right around, if I remember correctly, about half the price, around $500. The negative... The negative in my mind, though, is that it, it, it wasn't as fast, you know, with some of the others that could now scan a, a document and begin reading it in two to three seconds. Uh, this one does seem slower for a person who needs to do some intense scanning. I think the other thing that I remember that they said that they were going to work on was to enable it to do multiple page scanning. So if you were going to uh, scan a book, you could take a picture and take a picture and turn the page, take a picture uh, without having to take a picture and read it, listen it, take the next picture, listen, read it. Uh, that multiple page scanning is something I know that they said they were going to work on, and when they release it, they were going to give a free update. Now, uh, were there any other products that you were really uh, very, very impressed with? we got about five more minutes, and we're going to open up to any uh, questions or any things that some of our listeners wanted to share? Um, nothing off the top of my head. I mean, there was... Actually, you know what? There was a, a product that I, I thought was pretty neat that I saw. Um, it was a, a product by Dancing Dots, and this was called their Lime Lighter, and it was uh, geared for musicians. And basically what it was was a, uh, it's a big computer screen, and it allows um, the music notes to be displayed anywhere from, I think it was like one and a quarter to like ten times the original size. And they're accompanying foot pedals. So basically you, once you load up your, your music score, um, you can touch hit the foot pedal and it'll scroll the, uh, the actual music notes in front of the user. So you can do it hands-free if you're holding your instrument. Um, I think there were two models. There was one with a 23-inch screen, and it comes with a stand. I think it costs about $4,000. And they also had a smaller one um, that was uh, 18 and a half inches, and that one uh, was $3,500. But wow, that's uh, you great. know, it was yeah, it was really neat, and it, it allowed basically to use it kind of like a, a CCTV. You could change the color combination. It even comes with a little stylus, so you could do your little music markups directly on the, the score. So I, I thought that was a pretty neat product. 
wow, that is really great. You know what? I I had that idea a long time ago, Dr. Brent. <laughs> I really did. I said, yes, if there's a way that they could scan that and display it on a computer screen and have it scroll just like the Wall Street ticker tape. And mm-hmm. is you said with those foot pedals, then a person can move the music at a particular rate to keep along with the beat? Correct. So with those foot pedals, as they're playing their instrument, you tap the foot pedal and it goes to the next um, music note or whatnot. Wow, that that is <laughs> that is fantastic. I'm so glad. And even though you know maybe three to four thousand dollars sounds like a lot for these musicians, it, it really enables them to work because without yeah. it. Uh, and as you know, we could make telescopic glasses for a lot of these musicians, but. Uh, to try to get six, eight, ten times magnification in a telescope, it really makes it much more difficult for them to keep their place as they're trying to read there. So, wow, that is great. That is wonderful. Well, um, you do have time for a few questions or to listen to any suggestions that others have to share? Uh, sure. Okay, great. So if anybody has a comment or a question for Dr. Nagatani, Unmute your phone by pressing star six, and if you'd like to, you could announce your name, and if there's a piece of technology that you saw at CSUN that you'd like to share, go ahead and tell us about it, or if you have a question for uh, Dr. Nagatani or myself, go ahead and ask that. Okay, so uh, let's press star six to unmute your phone. Well, I'll talk about something that I heard about. I don't know if they actually presented it at the CSUN conference, but... Enhanced Vision also, speaking of optical character recognition, they are scheduled to release their new optical character recognition device, and I think that it is called the Smart Reader. I may be mistaken on that, but it's a device that it's standalone. You simply plug it into the wall, and you're able to take any type of 8.5 by 11 text and it's going to scan it and read it out loud to you. Uh, I'm quite certain that it doesn't require. You don't have to have any kind of computer at all. Does it have a screen there, Dr. Nagatani? Have you heard about this it, device? Yeah, it has an optional screen. So uh, I think you could get it without the screen just to get the reading component, or you can uh, get it with this. They have this optional screen. I think it's like 13.3 inches. Um, I forgot how much additional that'll be, but uh, Mark said that they're trying to, it's supposed to come out pretty soon, and they're thinking around the range of uh, $1,800 in that ballpark. Yeah, you know, and uh, my my response to them, too, I said, well, that's that's a nice idea, but there's other things that are very comparable. ABIC, their iPal Solo, I, I think it's fantastic. You know, that, that's the device that's standalone. You put the paper, it really looks like a box of donuts, you know, <laughs> and you put the paper right on the box and it scans it, begins to read in about three seconds. And Optilic also has their device that looks like a lunchbox, and I think that was called the Clear Reader. You flip open the camera and it'll take a picture. And, uh, you know, my feeling about all of these types of portable OCR standalone devices is that, you know, the advances with the iPhone and the Android phones, a lot of people are just going to use their phones 
snap a picture and let it read it for them, you know, at, 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 a, much, at a much more affordable price. Uh, so as that technology gets better, I think that these other devices may, may really not be used quite as much. Uh, does anybody else have any other comments or questions about any other technology or any applications for their iPad or iPhone or Android that they'd like to share? Oh, yeah, we got two people. I think I heard Kathy Lyons. Is that Kathy? Yes, it is. Yeah, go um, ahead, please. Thank you. I got the three-and-a-half-inch pebble, and my vision is about two degrees at best, and so that oh. little tiny screen is even double what I can see. But I love it for, you know, like I take a, a box of frozen food out of the freezer and I can actually figure out how much time to cook it. <laughs> oh, gosh, isn't that wonderful? And do you use your pebble with a black background or do you use it just regular? Just regular. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I actual know that, colors, yeah. Yeah, I know so many people just love it and it's, you know, with a three-and-a-half-inch screen, it's so easy for you to carry. You know, you carry it in yeah. your purse or pocket or apron. and uh, So at least now your your frozen meals are coming out properly, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the only thing I've noticed about it is it doesn't hold a charge very long. So many well, times I want to read something in a hurry, and I have to plug it in before I can use it. Yeah, I think they, I think they're just using, like, standard double weight batteries for that, like rechargeable. So um, with that one, I think you could probably actually just go to the store, get some rechargeable double weight, and then pop those in and it should be able to charge longer. How how many hours are you getting out of it? About two and a half to three hours? Well, I don't use it on a prolonged basis. I just use it once in a while for a quick, like, how many minutes. And so I, I'm not sure how... I just remember a lot of times getting it and having it needing juice before I could use it. So I'm not okay. really sure. How long have you had this one? Is this a, a recent purchase or you have you had it for more than uh, six months? Yeah, I've had it for more than six months, yeah. Okay, I got yeah. it when Enhanced Vision had them on sale for, what, two ninety five. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. Well, you know, it just might be, as Dr. Nagatani said, it might be that the rechargeable batteries are not holding a charge as long. So you can get those. Um, are they nickel cadmium? Is that the type of battery it is, Dr. Nagatani? Is it lithium? Or is it any type of rechargeable battery that works? I think any type would work, but I, I think the uh, if you go to, like, Radio Shack, you could probably ask them. They, they have the type that hold a charge a little bit longer. Okay, great, great. Okay, well, That's thank you. For... There's one right around the corner from me. <laughs> hey, perfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. Let's see. Did anybody else have another comment? I thought I heard a gentleman. Uh, Dr. Bill, this is Stephen. Um, I just wanted to let you know that, I, you know, for somebody with a hearing and vision loss, I now have a new hearing aid, a digital, that has an external mic that has a port and I can hook up to any computer, and the voice goes right into my hearing aids. Wow, that is great. That is great. What um, What is the brand of this hearing aid? Do you know the brand? Yeah, it's called Phonak, T-H-O-N-A-K. Phonak, and, great. Yeah, and it, it has what they call a Rogers pen, 
and it charges up to six hours, and I can give it to people who do lectures, and it goes right into my hearing aid. I can hear them like I'm standing next to them, and also has Bluetooth capability as well. Oh, gosh, that is great. And have you tried uh, connecting it? Is there a cord that would allow you to connect it to also your cell phone? Uh, well, with the Bluetooth, I, I can just do it through digital means. Oh, no that's cord. wonderful. Oh, that's great. The Phonak, P-H-O-N-A-K hearing aid. Oh, we gotta we got to let others know about that. That is wonderful. And then Great. also, you can get the Rogers pen, which is in the shape of a pen, and it does the three things. It allows you to use it as a conference call. You can use it focused on one individual voice or a wider audience. And then you also have the Bluetooth capability and then the portability, you know, the port underneath to go right into the computer. I can eliminate buying a headset. I don't need headsets anymore. Gosh, now is the Rogers pen also made by Phonak or is that by a different yeah, yeah. company? No, okay. same company. Okay, great. That oh great, Stephen. Thank you for that uh, input. If I can ask one quick question. What is the average battery power for the portable video thing that we were discussing today? The the type of battery that's used? Well, no, the the length of time the battery lasts. The charge batteries. Is it four hours, six hours, eight hours? Yes, for these portable video magnifiers, uh, what what's the average duration that one could use these portable video magnifiers with using the battery? I, I think most companies are stating that it's usually around the three to four hour range of continuous use. Yeah, so Stephen, it's usually about three to four hours. But what's also good if you are shopping for some of these portables. Some of them are such that you can take out the battery and you can, if you have AA batteries in your briefcase, put those right in and, and it will work. But there are oh, other okay. types of portable video magnifiers that you cannot remove the battery. So that's something okay. to keep in mind when you're shopping. Okay, good. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for the suggestion too, Stephen. Yeah, you're welcome. Does anybody else have another recommendation or a comment or a question? Okay, well, Dr. Nagatani, I want to thank you very, very much for your time and sharing all of this information. And uh, if anybody has any types of questions, is there an email that they could send you an email if they have any questions? Sure, sure. Uh, my email, you can just send it to my personal email. It's bnagatani1980 at gmail.com. That's B, and as in Nancy, A G A. P A N I one nine eight zero at gmail dot com. Okay, great. Thank you very much for that. And I also want to let all of you out there know that the CCLVI we have opened up the applications for the Samuel Janinsky Video Magnifier Memorial Award. And we do have video magnifiers that have been donated by some of the leading manufacturers. And if anybody is interested, for example, in that Humanware Prodigy, that is one of the video magnifiers that has been donated. So simply go to the CCLVI webpage at www.cclvi.org and look for the link that says the Samuel Janiski Video Magnifier Award and apply. 
it's it's a great opportunity for you to win a device that could be very very helpful to you. I also want to thank Mr. Dick Bird from Airs LA for recording this podcast this evening, and this podcast will be up at the CCLVI webpage as well as on airsla.org. So again, uh, Dr. Nagatani and Dick Burden, I want to thank both of you, and I want to thank all of you for listening this evening, and we'll see you next month when we talk more about low vision.